Amplifying Leadership, a podcast for new and seasoned leaders where we share guest stories, wins, tips, challenges, and more. My name is Tara Lehman, and I'm a partner, coach, and consultant at Twin Life Coaching and Business Services, of which Amplifying Leadership is a division. For our leadership clients, clients, we aim to support you through this podcast, tools, coaching, workshops, community, and more as part of our services. To learn more about Amplifying Leadership and our leadership community, please visit amplifyingleadership.ca. Today, I am welcoming Genevieve Paturo, a best-selling and award-winning author, inspirational speaker, and founder of Pajama Program. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Tara. I'm so happy to be here. So I always like to start the show with understanding your leadership story or, or where you came to from, et cetera. But pajama program, I feel like I want to start with that. What is that? I mean, I love the name, but maybe maybe within your leadership story, also maybe share a little bit about what that is. Sure, sure. Well, I never thought that I'd be talking to you or anybody about pajamas or something yeah. called pajama program. I, I was a corporate climber. I wanted to have that corner office. I was in New York City working in marketing, and I always wanted to be Mary Tyler Moore. I watched her growing up. I was a kid and my dad who came to America off the boat from Italy and Mm -hmm. my mom, American born, but Italian, both thought I'd follow traditionally, you know, what they'd hoped go to school, Mm -hmm. education. Yes, but get married and have kids. And I'm the oldest of four and and I wanted to be married. I just Mm -hmm. wanted that fabulous life, that career. And I was doing that. And mm-hmm. 12 years in, I was VP of a marketing of a TV company in Manhattan. When mm-hmm. I heard a voice in me ask, if this is the next 30 years of your life, is this enough? Yeah. yeah. That was that was the first question that rocked me. I mm-hmm. thought self-discovery. Yes. And yeah. I didn't know where that voice came from. You know, I call it my heart voice. We all know that there are voices in us that we don't listen to mm-hmm. and it doesn't. <laughs> Head chatter, I know well. (laughs) Heart voice, soul voice. So I, I, in a quiet afternoon, I heard a voice that came from somewhere deep in me. It was not a head chatter voice that I know well. And this voice whispered, but loud enough for me to hear the question, if this is the next 30 years of your life, is this enough? And Mm -hmm. it really rocked me because I'd never heard that or tried to get out. I had never paid attention. And I realized there was something missing that I was just climbing so fast mm-hmm. that it, there wasn't any meaning. And if I kept doing it, I'd be old and alone. And who cares about how much money I might make? Yeah, yeah. And I realized in a second or two, children, you know, mm-hmm. I, I had chosen not to have them. I wanted my career, mm-hmm. but I wanted to find a way now to bring them into yeah. my life because I knew I put my finger right on what was missing. So right. I started reading in shelters to children. Mm-hmm. And I saw all those horrible news reports about what parents and caregivers do to some of these children. And yeah. Despicable. Mm-hmm. And I called around and I found some shelters and I asked if I could read to children at night. And they said, sure. And awesome. I, yeah, it was great. And so in my business suit off, I went and brought children's bedtime books and read and read and read. And these uh-huh. children were in an emergency shelter. And I didn't know much about that, but Police and social workers bring them from a horrible situation, Mm -hmm. you can imagine, to safety. 
And yeah, those are the shelters that process them and decide next steps. So the children are com coming in with soiled clothes, ill-fitting clothes, wow. whatever they had when the police or social worker grabbed them. Mm -hmm. And when I got there and sat on this floor in a very bare room and the children came in, everything stopped. And I felt so connected when they sat down in front of me. And I just, my heart was wow. breaking. Each and every one looked sad and lonely and mm -hmm. afraid. You know, I felt like they're looking at me for something. I can't imagine what I can offer them, but let me just read. And mm -hmm. I just connected. And one night I said, let me see where they're taking them to go to sleep after I read to them. And I followed. And there, it was an equally bare room that was called the bedroom. Mm. Sleeping huddled together on single futons and cots. They were safe. But my mm -hmm. mom gave us a bedtime that was like, I thought all moms give kids loving mm -hmm. and fun and reassuring and comforting and pajamas. And I'm looking at these kids in the clothes that they've been wearing for who knows how long. They couldn't even be comfortable. I saw them squirming. And I asked on my way out if I could bring pajamas. And they oh. said, and I did. And after I read the first time with the pajamas and handed them out, a little girl halfway through the line just was so afraid of me. She wouldn't take the pajamas. She just wouldn't take them. And for about half an hour, I tried. I gave all the other kids pajamas. She kept saying no and backing away from me. So afraid. Wow. Of me. I didn't know what was going on. I found out years later, the type of situations that would have prompted her behavior, mm -hmm. but I didn't know then. And finally, I tried one more time on my knees to show her how um, soft they were so I could look her in the eye. And mm -hmm. she just leaned in and, and she said, what are pajamas? Wow. Yeah, that's what I said. Wow. And that that was the killer. That was the question. She couldn't even say the word pajamas. She said, what are, what are the, what, what are, what are pajamas? Mm -hmm. She made out the word. And that, that sort of broke me. And mm -hmm. I just couldn't, I couldn't get her out of my mind. I couldn't mm -hmm. you know, reignite the, the love I had for a workaholic life. And I just wanted to be, you know, to be bringing pajamas and books to these children, because of wow. course I learned it's, it was love, you know, it was comfort. Mm -hmm. even though they wouldn't maybe see me all the time. They would, they would know if somebody cared. Welcome that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that began, that began the journey that over, you know, now it's been over 24 years. Mm -hmm. It grew, it grew, it grew. And, um, and it's, it's, you know, it's beautiful incredible I love that story and I love that the pajama program came to fruition for these these children I'm sure they all still are remembering or thanking for that that's awesome story congratulations on your program too thank you thank you well it takes lots of people we have 40 some oh, chapters in the U.S. 7 million good for you. Pajamas, 7 million plus that's amazing so you know if it was just me I'd still be like Santa Claus with a sack on my back but yeah because but you still are in a different way <laughs> Mrs. Claus. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk now about your leadership journey with, pro you know, this program, obviously it's a large organization now. And prior to our recording today, you had talked about past, present and future leadership. And I want to start with maybe some emerging leaders, maybe some of these children who've been in part of your programs. Um, what do you feel when it comes to leadership, some emerging leaders or new leaders um, maybe facing? What challenges do you think they might have to overcome? I think, you know, I had to learn because 
when I started growing pajama program and having to make these decisions first by myself and then hiring mm-hmm. people, et cetera, I didn't want to be a boss. That's what I had. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of us, especially if we've been in the workforce more than 20 years, yeah. our first, our first um, leaders were really bosses, not leaders. Yeah. We didn't even use the word leader. They yeah. told you what to do. You sat at a table. He or she spoke. You said yes. You, you, you told nodded them. your head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they exactly. told you what's going to happen next. Nobody said, yeah. what do you think? Rarely, right? Yeah. Those were bosses. And I didn't want that because what I realized was I was finding purpose. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how many of those bosses ever would use that word for what they were leading a, a purposeful yeah. company you know they had a bottom line and mm-hmm. I, yeah numbers that was, you know that was the thing too mm-hmm. so I think when I started to feel emotionally connected to what I was doing which is mm-hmm. key no matter if you are shuffling papers or you are caring for someone who needs needs mm-hmm. You have to be emotionally, you have to know that what you're doing is making a difference. Yes, agreed. Because you're making boxes. Those boxes are going to carry someone's belongings when they move. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that you want to do this or there needs to be, to be invested in it. Yeah, it's and, the purpose. Yeah. And yeah. I felt that. And over the years, I think certainly... Through and post pandemic, the word leadership came out. But I think the number one thing that we all have to keep in mind for leadership mm-hmm. is inspired leadership. Yes. We want leaders to inspire us. Yes. And, and we want to bring in those leaders, right? Who are inspirational. We want to teach them. Yeah. Yes. And I don't think that that was a priority. I don't even think that that was something people assumed a boss would be inspiring. Mm-hmm. But we sort of demand it now. Yeah, and and it's true. I mean, especially the younger generation, they they want to be heard. You know, it, it's funny you mentioned boxes. My husband worked at a box company years ago, <laughs> oh. but there was a purpose behind it, and they felt a sense of purpose there. And that's what you need in any company is that sense of purpose. Like you said, it's it's that you belong and that you feel included and 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 heard, of course. So, let me ask you the exact same question, but in with seasoned leaders. So, you know, someone who's been leading for a long time and maybe the faces, uh, the, sorry, the challenges they face in our very changing and challenging world. It's very volatile. Things are crazy. Profit margins might be up and down depending on what happened during COVID and now. So what would you, what would you think those types of, like, what are those types of challenges maybe facing some seasoned leaders? Well, I think first, a lot of the lead, the bosses coming through the pandemic and now seeing how people want to be treated at work. Mm-hmm. I think some of those bosses retired and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think there's a group that didn't want things to change. I'm sure there still is. How to change. Yeah. Yeah. And so they decided that they would retire or leave. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a good thing because their time was well, you know, served. We, we mm-hmm. learned a lot from our bosses. They got a lot done yes. for, you know, all of us, we all made money, but I don't know that they would have easily made the shift. Whereas those who 
there's something in them that gets it. And that maybe they realize looking back, wow, there was so much we missed and we missed out on Mm -hmm. is bringing brought to our attention. Now, this is really important. And I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's fabulous. I do too. I think if we can all learn and grow as professionals and as leaders, and we grow with society and the things that people demand and want, that that makes us better leaders over time. So let me ask you this then, um, when it comes to the communication side of things, you know, we're all different if we're younger or older or somewhere in the middle. How do you think communication maybe has changed from the past to the present? And do you feel that maybe there's any differences about how it might look in the future? I mean, I know we can't predict the future, but what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think we, we said it before, and you might have said it before when we had bosses and we went to meetings, mm-hmm. they would talk, we would listen. It's mm-hmm. turning around, or at least it's becoming 50-50. So I mm-hmm. think you don't know, you really don't know how to motivate or inspire an employee or a team member if you don't listen to what yes. moves them, if yes, you don't act listening, yeah. So I think it takes time. It takes genuine consideration and care and interest. But I think leaders now need to, and some are doing a great job, getting to know everybody as a person. Mm-hmm. Getting, yes. you know, finding out. I mean, wasn't there a survey years ago that said more people would rather have a pat on the back than an increase in salary? And that's amazing. Gratitude, right? Be seen. Thank you. You did a great job. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand the need for money, but I thought that was a very sad um, survey result that mm-hmm. they have both. Yes. And, you know, I'm, I'm an advocate for one-on-one meetings or asking for feedback and even feedback on your own leadership. How am I doing? You know, is there anything I can help you with? Is there anything that I need to change? or is there a better way to communicate? Because we all communicate differently as well, right? I mean, you have some people who might be, you know, still a little bit stuck in the path that you're trying to now bring into the current. Um, and, and we have to figure out how to talk to those people in those generations. It's a multi-generational workforce for sure. Yes. And I don't know yeah. if you know the book, but it, it's very um, valid for business. It's, um, it was written years ago. Um, the five love languages okay and it's it really is an eye-opener for obviously relationships but it's very similar for businesses it's Mm -hmm. if you think that showing concern and care and in the relationship love by vacuuming for your husband or wife if they don't see that as love if they see that as you're taking the easy way out. I would really appreciate you taking my hand when we're walking. That to mm-hmm. love me is love. You have yeah. to get on the same page, the same currency, the same language. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing. A boss might think, you know, I gave everyone a raise. I gave everyone, you know, a party. Yeah, but they should be happy. <laughs> yeah, they should be happy. Yeah. But then you, you walk around the halls and, and people are doing good things and they're trying to have a conversation and you just don't have time. Yeah. Time. So you are you're thinking you're getting an A, mm-hmm. but you're not listening. You're not bothering to find out what does it mean. What would mean the same thing I think I'm doing to them? 
Yeah, and exactly. Say, I don't want to party. I'd love an hour of your time. Yeah. Yeah. Just let me say what I have to say, or, Hey, I have a great idea for you, or there's a big safety concern. Can you please hear me out? You yes, know, so many, absolutely. so many, the bosses as, as you know, you're calling them um, who aren't quite leaders, or maybe they won't be leaders. Forget about some of those key things, which is psychological and physical safety. And if you can't give that to your employees, I mean, if you can't show them that gratitude, if you can't listen to what they have to say, they're going to, they're going to leave and you're going to be stuck with high turnover, you know, or unhappy workforce. Right. And there's health, wellness, and family now that's front and center. Yes. You know, when yes. you were working for a boss, they didn't want to hear family things. You know, right. if you were a woman, you don't bring up your kid, don't bring up your family. If you're a man, yeah. don't tell me you have to go to the concert. Yeah. You know? and, and now it's front and center, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Work-life balance has become very, very important to all people. And I say to leaders, you need it too. It's not just about your team. It's about you too. And having that balance and being able to go to the games or being able to take vacation is so, it's so, so important. Yeah. So, an employee doesn't, isn't it said that most, most of the people who quit quit because they don't like their boss? Yeah, it's, it's true. Or, or the, the culture or something that doesn't speak to them. You have to be able to speak to your employees so that they are there for you. And that's what you want there for you, for your customers, for your vendors, right? It's so important. So if we had to think about leading effectively, putting aside what we've already spoke about, you know, with communication, et cetera, what do you feel is the next biggest piece of effective leadership? Hmm. Boy, that's a million dollar question. It is, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Um and I'm, I'm excited and, you know, I'm, I'm eager to see where everyone lands, but I don't think it's going to be the same for everyone. Okay. I don't think all companies are equal in, in number of employees or in, you know, mm-hmm. every culture is different and every city is different. So I think, I think what it comes down to is the, the leader and his or her team. What's yes. important to them? What's important to your employees? and your teams and when you're hiring what are you looking for and what are they asking for Mm -hmm. I think if because it's going to be different in Chicago than it's going to be in Cleveland than it's going to be in San Francisco it's just absolutely yeah we're we're learning health wellness family balance is universal Mm -hmm. I think it's going to go beyond that because because of differences in, in people's lifestyles in different cities mm-hmm. and, and ages, you know, some people will be new parents and what is that mm-hmm. going to be for yeah. a change in, in policies in different companies? And our grandparents going to say, this is our, you know, this is our dream grandchildren. Are, are they going to say, let's have a grandparent week or I don't yeah. know. Who I don't knows know what the future brings. I th- yeah, I think it's it's going to be fun. And I know people are afraid people will take advantage. But you know what? Sometimes the pendulum goes all the way. We're seeing mm-hmm. a lot of that, have been seeing it in the pandemic and after. Mm-hmm. And it comes back, but it's sort of exploring a new world. Mm-hmm. I like that. As, I like that. Yeah. As long as people are willing on both sides to have a conversation and that they basically want to make where they're working a place they want to invest in, 
Mm -hmm. then I think you're coming to the table looking for that, you know, old fashioned win-win phrase, you know, you you can't, but if somebody's disgruntled and is going to leave, I don't know that that would be the best um, example of how to grow the company in a good direction. Because if somebody's that disgruntled, they'll leave anyway, even if you get, but if you get your, your, your rising stars and you get your new hires together to say, you know, we, we're eagerly anticipating some great changes that will mm-hmm. benefit us all. And honestly, we have to make the bottom line grow. We, that's mm-hmm. definitely a priority. Nobody's lying about that. Yeah. Yeah. How can we, how can we make you happy to be part of this team? Mm-hmm. And see what you say, because I don't think people are going to, they'll joke to say, you know, Money. Ten, <laughs> If a leader is genuine, I think that the response will be genuine from the teams and the employees. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to believe that when you have a happier workforce, the profits naturally come because people want to go to work. So you don't have the pre-absent or absenteeism rates or, you know, disgruntled employees taking others with them. You know, if you have a happier workplace, things naturally happen. And the, the innovations and yeah, the ambassadors, the ambassadors exactly. outside the four walls or outside their Zooms. Yes. They're in the community, yes. you know, and. You know, they say you don't like something, you tell 10 times more people than when you like something. And Yes, I agree. And if you get those ambassadors out there who maybe they're bringing in new customers or clients for you, you know, it's about having that happier workforce. And no, we, you're right. We can't keep everybody happy. The disgruntleds are out there. But if we can figure out why and if there is a systematic problem, fix it, then, you know, we could have a happier workforce going forward, no matter what age group you have together. I think yeah. you're right, Tara. Yeah. So I want to know if there's like a big tip that our audience can take from you today when it comes to moving forward with leadership into the future, something that maybe they can think about today and start acting on soon. You know, I think two things. I think it's never too late to make a change. It's never Mm -hmm. too late to bring your whole self to the table. Now's the time mm-hmm. to do it. And we're giving, we're giving everybody permission, right? Seems to be yeah. that everybody's feeling overdue for, for their, with their voice. Mm-hmm. I think, I think now's the time. Bring your, your wishes and your questions to the office, to mm-hmm. your leaders, to the Zooms, if you're not in person, bring it all. And, and, do it with with grace, consideration, mm-hmm. um, not selfishly, you know, but yes, agree, yeah, that, professionally too. Especially, and yeah. you know, maybe there are a whole bunch of people who feel the same way, and maybe mm-hmm. you want to say, "This has been bothering me," or "I have had this idea, and you know, I'm just wondering if I can." talk to you about it just it's never too late because it could be the winning idea and you might be surprised at the reception that you get yeah so that for sure and the second thing is just embrace the human connection Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how much how much better things work out when you seek someone out whether it's at the company or outside in any Mm -hmm. relationship with anything you're grappling with there's always, there's always a way 
to share and to find an answer if you're searching. So I know we're all afraid to look dumb, me included. We all (laughs) that, you know, we don't know what we're doing. We all think the stupidest question and everyone's going to snicker. And for then moving forward, we'll be known as, you know, the one who asked that question. The question. (laughs) Yeah. No, I've learned. I've been dumb and embarrassed and I just had to. I tried the other way, keeping keeping my mouth Mm -hmm. shut. I can't tell you how many mistakes I made because I was so afraid. And the minute I started asking, people, I think they felt like, oh, I wanted to ask the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> probably true. Like probably 95% of the time. It doesn't matter because it, it doesn't matter. If you're honest, people people will give you a pass. If it is something that they think you should have known, don't yeah. worry. And I just, I'm going to quick touch back to what you were, uh, one thing you were talking about earlier, which is about, you know, never give up on goals or dreams, that type of thing that you kind of alluded to. And I want to say that uh, I had this quote, and unfortunately, I can't remember who said it, but is dreams do not have an expiry date. So your workplace dreams, your personal dreams, they don't have an expiry date. And it doesn't matter how old you are. It's never too late. I love that you mentioned that. Absolutely. I I come across because I jumped, you know, 12 years in, I was in my mid 30s, mid to late 30s. And you know, a lot of people come to me and say, well, I think it's too late. No, that whatever Never you too late. back burner, bring it up. If the yep. pandemic taught us anything, it was like a near-death experience. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much today for sharing all of your inspiration with us. Thank you for inviting me. I hope that your listeners take something away from my experience. I hope so. So if our guests wanted to learn more about you or get a hold of you, is there a way they can do that online? Yeah, sure. I have a website, GenevievePituro.com, and I'm on social media. So reach out. I'd love to hear from anyone. And I always offer a free consultation if you're thinking about making a major change in life and finding your purpose and maybe thinking about your legacy. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tara. Thank you. Thank you to our listeners. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Genevieve. If you are in leadership or maybe even hope to be a leader one day, who knows that support and developing your skills are the way to move forward on your leadership journey, or perhaps you want to be part of a community, please visit amplifyingleadership.ca, a twin life coaching and business services division. Until next time, please be safe and be an amazing leader or leader to be. 